0: Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are going to answer the question,
1: why are Christians so hateful? Well, I don't think they really are. I think they're being falsely accused, be in my opinion, but I'm excited about how this uh, lesson is going to unfold. You've done your homework here, Johnny. I'm glad to be at your side.
0: Well, brother, I appreciate that. Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we will get started. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we need you.
1: Amen. And
0: Father, I pray your hand upon this hour. I pray that you would give us wisdom and discernment, Father, that you give us clarity of speech and thought as we present this topic and that we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister,
1: who is back from... Kidney pain. <laughs> yes, sir. Glad to have that behind me. Phase one, you're afraid you're going to die. Phase two, you're afraid you're not going to die. <laughs> you know all about it. He had an attack uh, yesterday. Take so gum. we share a whole lot of things, and this ain't a fun Oof. one.
0: No, it is not. But, hey, so on this topic of <clears throat> why are Christians so hateful, I'll tell you why I why I came up with this one, this question. So I had a – quote unquote, Christian friend who I love for, for year 30 years, almost we've had a relationship. And then this friend starts posting on their Facebook page. Um, I fully support. Uh, Cause you know, it's gay pride month. I fully support same sex marriage. I fully support LGBT. I fully support, you know, so on and so forth, all of this. And I said, If you fully support that, you go against scriptures. And I can't support that when it goes against the the word of God. Well, that started a full-on assault on me. As I'm looking at what's coming in, obviously the first thing is, Why are you so hateful? The next thing is, uh, why are you so angry? I would hate to be as angry as you. And I'm like, I'm hateful and angry because I'm standing on the word of God. Hmm, that's laughable. Then it starts coming out, well, I don't want anything to do with your God, to which I responded my God is the God of the Bible, is the scriptures. I'm, and I was, I was simply just quoting scriptures. I, I didn't even put my opinion out. I simply quoted scriptures. And this attack of being mean, hateful, homophobic, angry, and uh, nobody wants anything to do with
1: my God because if that's my God, my God's a hateful God. Yeah, I guess they could have labeled Moses with all of those labels as well when he wrote the Levitical law and kind of penned down the Judeo-Christian moral foundation uh, from God himself. And so uh, here we are in the last days, weren't we told? In the last days, it would be just like Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in a like manner. And with yep. men doing that which is unnatural and so we're here that world is here and we still stand on the word of god god loves all people and wants all people to repent come to know yeah. him personally
0: and and i do too yeah and, sure I, and that do. was my Amen. statement i even said i said listen i don't hate anyone uh i listen i i just want to share the gospel i want people to hear truth get saved and go to heaven huh. this isn't an attack on anyone this is a stand for for the gospel for the scriptures but that's unacceptable and Um, And of course it says in the last days,
1: right, uh, that we'll go through this. And Jesus said, you know, in that Olivet Discourse, the whole whole sermon on his second coming, he said that we should expect that in the latter days you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. When we stand for Jesus, who says, whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely, buys everybody a ticket to heaven, they just have to receive it. And we stand on the exclusivity of Jesus, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none under the name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. And we stand on Jesus' morality. One man with one woman uh, for life is God's plan, and we know divorce can be forgiven and new life can come, but it's still God's standard. And then when we stand upon that, who do you think you are? Well, uh, I, I know who I am. I'm a sinner. I'm nobody. But... God makes the rules and his rules are despised. And those of us who hold to the standards that God gave us, we're not the bad guys.
0: Here's one of the things that, that I, that I get very frustrated with. If you stand on the word of God, you're hate, hateful, homophobic. uh, You're a bigot. You are angry. You are like, you're all these things. And we're wrong. We're just wrong. And and my thing is, why is it? And this is a real question. Why is it that if I stand on the word of God, I'm hateful? But if you and and and, and then I hate you and so on and so forth, simply because we disagree. But if you disagree with me, that's okay. It, it is such a one one. Uh, uh, A double standard, I I think that's the part that frustrates me more than anything is uh, they have a right to think, feel, and do as they please, but if it goes contrary to their right to think, feel, and do as they please, um,
1: then you don't have the right. To me, Satan has framed the narrative. They are, they profess themselves and they glory in, we're tolerant of everything except those that disagree with them on anything, and we're we are going to cover the tolerance. I, yeah, I know you're. Uh, we're going to cover that. John's got the barrels loaded with scripture.
0: But, and and guys, listen. As we go in this, and and Duke, you and I had this conversation, and I, and I'm going to share part of the conversation that we had when I called you first. So I called Duke and I said, "Hey, listen, uh, I want to do this podcast, and I said you can be a part of this one or not." Uh, But here's the title. Um, No, I do not hate you.
1: (laughs) Oh, John, I love you so much, man.
0: (laughs) And Duke said, Johnny, is it fruitful? (laughs) (laughs) And it was wisdom. That was a real question. And And then he and I talked through it and I, I backed up a little bit and I said, okay, let's, let's rephrase this because it was wisdom that, to ask, is it fruitful? Because the reality is if, if this comes out wrong, there's not going to be any fruit to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want it to not be fruitful. I want it, I, I guess, you know, just like the, the LGBTQ AI group or IA, whatever it is now, just like that group is wanting to be heard and understood I think Christians need to be heard and understood and and I choose this podcast to be one of yeah. the platforms to help make yeah. that happen. clarification
1: yeah, just uh, uh,
0: this isn't an attack, it's clarification, yeah,
1: absolutely. you know when you brought that title to me uh and it's in all of our Christian faces today especially if you turn on any kind of uh, secular news i think of that scripture psalm 120 verse 7 i am for peace but when i speak they are for war and and that is in our face yeah and we were told prophetically to expect it right. to be in our face and uh, so it is in our face and i i want to i want to hit it straight on head on without apology but on the other hand i just want people to know our heart mm-hmm. And I've been accused of, uh, just because of our Judeo-moral stand, uh, of being homophobic. And I'm thinking, well, I can bring you six homosexuals that live that lifestyle that came to Christ in our church. And they don't feel I'm homophobic. So, they so love So check me. this out.
0: I did a wedding this past weekend with a couple that I love. Um, they wanted me to do the wedding. I was honored to do it. So we get there,
1: and we go out on the boat. Because it was it was uh, a private boat destiny wedding a destination wedding on Lake George beautiful yeah, yeah, place yeah. one of the beautiful places on the planet yeah
0: and you get on the Morgan we because we were at the Sagamore yep
1: yep and then get on the Morgan and and we went up
0: and down the the lake having dinner and uh, there were two men on the on the boat now there we sat, Sherry and I sat at a table that only seated four and I was up getting a coke for, uh, myself and a water for Sherry. And, and while I was up there, they asked Sherry if they could sit and she was like, yeah, you, you can join us. No problem. Right. And while I was up there, they asked Sherry. So, and we had already had conversation earlier and it was no big deal. We just, we had a good time. We were cutting up. And so they asked, uh, Sherry, Hey, so what do you guys do for a living? And she said, well, John, my husband's a pastor and and I work for the church as well. And then I came and I show up and their names, Jim and Matt, and I'd already met them previous, we were cutting up when we were on the top deck. Now we're going to sit down and we're gonna have dinner together, just the four of us, and it was a three hour ride and they were partners. getting ready to build a, a, a huge home. They each have their own home and they're getting ready to build a home. And we were sitting there talking. I'm just going to tell you right up front, we had the best time. Mm -hmm. We had the best dinner. They enjoyed our company. We enjoyed their company and we had an amazing conversation. They're both Trump supporters. So they were conservative in their politics. They were just homosexuals. We're talking and they're sharing some things with me and I said, Hey guys, Did you ever think of this? And I laid out this this plan for them that nobody else had ever laid out before. And they looked at me and Jim said, first he looks at Matt and then he looks at me and he goes, our accountant didn't even tell us this. This is what we're gonna do, this is amazing stuff. And I said, well, listen, man, if you're gonna do that, do this and this and this so that it really benefit you and then do this and do this. Now, look, I already knew that they were living together. I already knew they were buying a house. I already knew that they were building a house together. I already knew they were both uh, homosexuals. the, The problem was not that they were homosexuals and I was a pastor. There was no problem there because my attitude toward them was, these are two great guys. Their attitude toward me is, this is a great couple, and this dude's really giving me some solid advice. And we had things in common. And we talked about his job and, or or Jim's job and Matt's job. And, and uh, now we never talked about my job. They didn't ask. I didn't say, but we had an amazing time. Three hours went by the next day at the wedding. When I saw him, I was like, Hey man. And you know how I pull you in and give you a hug, man. We shook hands. And you know, once I get a hold of you, I'm.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've been mugged. <laughs> right? I mean, we shook hands. I yeah. pulled him in.
0: I go, dude, give me some man love. I just want you to know, I really enjoyed your company last night. It was so much fun uh, at dinner, and it was a great time. But you know, the, the thing was, our attitude was we were just four people having dinner. Nobody cared about all the junk. I wasn't hateful because I was a pastor, and they didn't antagonize me to get me to where I stood. They already knew where I stood, and they knew that I still appreciated them. I knew where they stood, but they appreciated me. They respected me. I respected them. And it was a fantastic time.
1: I think that's the way we're supposed to handle it. I I think that's the biblical somebody coming out here in the media will forget all about that love and and true tolerance and kindness and long suffering and having as close a relationship with anybody. I want to have to be as close to as many people as possible. But then the media would come on and say, yeah, but Johnny, you're that, and they're over here, and they would just try to divide that. They, and that's what they would do. They would go, oh,
0: because you're a pastor and you don't agree with them, you can't be friends with them. And because they're homosexual and they don't agree with you, they can't be friends with you. When the reality was, man, we can be friends. We just don't agree in that area. But that area never came up. I mean, I knew what they did. They knew what I did. And who cares? They got to an answer for that. And I got to an
1: answer for me. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, they saw that you're kind and you're fun and you were sharing wisdom with them and had an enjoyable evening and you didn't condemn them. I don't want to condemn anybody, but it's I, not I, my job. The word of God has, has laid out. The course yeah. of, of history. As a matter of
0: fact, Matt started shaving his head a year ago. I was like, what are you using? He goes, electric rays. I go, dude, you're messing up. You got to stop <laughs> it. <laughs> so I even told him some great tips on how to shave his head so it would be right and not take so long. Listen, we had a great time. And it's because, you know what? We treat each other like human beings. Yeah, that's, We're called
1: to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And then the outside world comes in and attacks us. And they try to divide us and... The, like, biggest fear, the biggest fear of,
0: of the world, and especially the agenda that's going on, is that we treat each other like human beings. We don't see color. We don't see, uh, uh, we don't see lifestyles. We just see people. And that is their biggest fear because the minute people start seeing people instead of color and activity and all this other junk that's going on, the minute we see people – uh satan
1: starts to lose mm-hmm. yeah yeah when love kicks in when love kicks, kicks in that. right kindness he hates it man and i just you want know? and
0: listen jim matt if you guys ever listen to this podcast dude i think you guys rock and i really enjoyed our our time at dinner uh i'm throwing that out there but so now we got to get on with the podcast because there's some there dude there's some stuff i want to get to like, I'm impassioned about this because I'm tired of being called hateful and a bigot and a racist and unloving and angry. Uh, 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 that's not it. That is not it. I, I want, I, listen, I, I am being an apologist today. And if you don't know what an apologist is, look it up. Here we go. Why are, <laughs> <laughs> why are Christians so hateful? So before we can answer the question, we have to define some words. Absolutely. So number one, we're going to define Christianity because Western culture uh, says that the word Christian defines those who celebrate Christmas and who don't identify with any other religion. Mm-hmm. They're a Christian, but that's not what the Bible says.
1: That's how the kind of Christian I was. Yeah. <laughs> I went to church on Christmas and Easter. Yeah, you're and, a priester. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and listen, the Western culture, that's the definition of a Christian is a creature, one who just shows up for Christmas and Easter and they go through whatever process they go through. Here's the Bible though. The Bible defines being a Christian, uh, we see in Romans eight fourteen, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, that is the Holy Spirit that is talked about in the Scriptures. These are the sons of God. 1 John 3, 7 through 10. Little children. John here is writing to Christians, and he calls them little children because uh, he is discipling them. He leads them to the Lord. They're young in faith. And so they're like children, okay? Just for clarity, these are are saved people. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he, Christ, is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he, Jesus, might destroy the works of the devil, and so, listen, if you if you are Christ-like and you live like Christ and you claim Christ and you're of Christ, you're the Christian. Now, for the purposes of the podcast, we'll define Christian as someone who accepted the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of their sins. For the forgiveness of their sins. They believe Jesus Christ is sufficient payment for their sins. And... We've transferred ownership of ourselves to Christ. Amen. He, he guides, directs us. He dictates us. He owns us. Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of
1: regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. New creatures in Christ. Old things passed away. All things became new. We're followers of Christ. That's
0: Second Corinthians 5.17. And in Second Corinthians 5.21,
1: <laughs> for he
0: made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Romans 10.9 and 10. If you don't get anything, you get this because this is your life changer right here. Romans 10.9 and 10. That if thou... That if I'm ready to quote King James, because how I memorized it, that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart. That's the key for with the heart. One believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation in your heart. You believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. And with your mouth, you talk about it, tell about it and tell others
1: transformed life can't keep it in got to get it out the world's got to see see all the love see i can't keep it in <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. i'm glad you all can the old rockers are can. grooving on that one John. R- right <laughs> so christians those who trust and follow christ as lord uh we should not be hateful and 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 now i'm going to define hate mm-hmm. so we know what christians are now so now let's define hate or hateful and that is purposefully offensive, selfish, or malicious. That's hateful.
1: Now we're living in a world where any confrontation, any disagreement is hateful, is hateful and that is so wrong.
0: Yeah. And and they judge our hearts as being purposefully in that direction.
1: You know, if the bridge is out and you know about it and you see a car coming down the road. At in, in night, and they can't—they don't know the bridge is out, and they're heading for their destruction. And you get in the street, you get in the road with flashlights, and you block their way. You do you everything you can, and they see it. They don't know the bridge is out, and they're angry at you. They think you're an idiot. Get out of my way! I'm in a hurry, and they hate you, and they—they they speak evil against you, and then they find out the bridge is out. And then all of a sudden that one who they thought was hate turned out to be love Mm -hmm. and we're living in a world today where they don't know the difference between light and dark, between truth and lies, and they will see something that in in God's eyes is love and they'll see it and call it hate. I'll show you, I'll give you another beautiful example. People that put
0: bumper stickers on the back of their car. If you love Jesus, honk your horn. You honk your horn, then they start flipping you off and cussing <laughs> you out. <laughs> you are like, I'm just showing the love. <laughs> I'm doing what you asked me to do.
1: <laughs> Come Lord Jesus, get us out of here.
0: Maybe that's just in New York. <laughs> yeah,
1: New York you get a dirty look a left hook in your money took, and that's on a good day. That's on a
0: good day. Or Times Square nowadays. Every day. Mm, yeah. Oh, oh, so goodness. sad what's yeah. happening. It is. So hate is being on purpose, offensive, selfish, malicious, attacking. That's hate. And the majority that say Christians are hateful comes from those who are not Christian. Just bottom line. Because, because Go ahead, brother. Clash
1: between light and darkness, truth and air, God and Satan. And they don't have the light. They don't have the love of Christ in their heart. They're not quickened. They're not made alive. And when the Bible says, when the light shineth in the darkness, the darkness comprehends it not. And so, those of us who've been called of God, He knocked, we opened. We received his Holy Spirit. He transformed us. He quickened us. He made us alive. He, he lives in us, and he wants everybody to be saved. He wants everybody to go to heaven. Part of our calling is to present truth to, to people, and they're not going to like it many times. Blessed are ye when all men shall revile and speak evil against you falsely. You know, when people say I'm dumb, I'm ugly, I, my mother dresses me funny. I'll you can't argue that. truth. I can't, yeah, like, I'll sign can't. that. But <laughs> uh, but when people start attacking my flock, <laughs> right, my, my church for right. for being hateful when we're not, then then I, I get and you know I'll, I don't want to defend myself because I'm I'm a loser without Christ. But when they start attacking my flock, then I, then I, I rise up. Right. On social
0: media, what you what you get is you get people's real thoughts because they're
1: they're, they're keyboard. Warriors <laughs> do not have enough guts to come face to face, like Jesus said, "If thy brother offended, go thy brother alone, face yeah. to face." And so, social media has given a venue for people to to really violate uh, biblical principles. Yeah, because
0: here's what you here's what you find is you find us filled with half half truths, angry diatribes uh, that's spewed by arrogant people claiming to represent truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what you find. And if you put anything out there, and it's like, well, the Bible says, yeah, the Bible says that, but why are you leaving this out? Because if you want clarity, you got to keep it in context. Mm -hmm. If you take it out of context, you're telling a lie. There's no other way around that.
1: Satan is the author of this world system. Satan has drawn up what is politically correct and incorrect. And um, when we don't fall into his... Vernacular fall into his scenario, fall into uh, his political correctness. Then we're the bad guy, right? And then when w- somebody's a bad guy, you show no tolerance towards them. You blame, you blame them. You attack them. You or, cancel their culture. You and ultimately, you know, it, throughout history, they put the dissidents in in camps mm-hmm. and, and and even death camps. That's how Satan has worked in the past. He hasn't changed and we're in the last days. Or,
0: or how about this? You speak truth. They'll know it's truth, but because you didn't do it with enough compassion, you're the one with the problem. Mm-hmm. So yesterday my daughter comes home, my youngest, and she went to catch a football. She's got long nails it oh caught boy. the nail. Yeah. And it ripped part of it back from the skin, which we know that hurts. So I look at it and I go, I go, listen. Uh, put hydrogen peroxide in it, clean it up, put a band aid around it so that you don't pull it off any further, give it two weeks and you'll be cutting your nails and trimming them up again. You're good to go. And she's like, dad, you're just supposed to have some compassion. <laughs> and I go, but that's your fix. I don't want to fix. I just want you to feel bad for me. <laughs> you know, I feel
1: so bad. I ain't going to fix anything. You right. Know. And fix it.
0: And so then my wife comes to her defense You know, babe, sometimes we really just want you to be a little bit softer. Meanwhile, I'm watching MMA fights. That's what's on TV. That's what you interrupted. I'm in man mode. You want me to be
1: compassionate over a torn fingernail? All they got to do is soften you up, is bring that dog into the picture. The (laughs) dog will sit right on your chest, and he'll completely own you, John. I know that's soft. So I told
0: him, I said, listen, it's a fingernail. And they're like, we just want you to be a little compassionate. Okay. You know, but you know what? Here's the thing. I would die for my children. And they know that. And they know that. But if you're not, they just, so now but my point is if you don't show compassion toward the left or toward the transgenders or toward the LGBTQ and toward the things that are, that are happening, well, then you're full of
1: hate because you're not compassionate. I'm not
0: full of hate. I'm like, this is just
1: information. Yeah. When you were a kid, you'd knock off a nail. Your dad would tell rub dirt on it and walk it off. So I smashed,
0: <laughs> I smashed my nail one time, and it boy, it was my thumb. And, man, you know how they get all that blood Yeah, it's
1: me. all swelling up and yeah. hot. Yeah,
0: and- so dad says, come here, boy. And I went over, put your thumb up on the table. I put my thumb on the table. He pulls out a... Tiny drill bit gets us lighter. He had a Zippo, right? Mm-hmm. Heat that Zippo up, gets it real hot, the, the drill bit real hot, puts it on my thumb, turns it, drills right in through the nail. The blood squirts out, and he goes, You'll be fine. Go on,
1: go play. Hurt like crazy, but it did work. It worked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> worked. They were different days, man. That's what, <laughs> I, smashed my, I smashed my finger in the car door. My dad said, Don't let your finger get in the car door. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Gee, I think I learned my lesson. How about it? Never this? did it again.
0: I, uh, as a kid, we'd get hurt, and my mother would go, Where's it hurt? And we'd tell her, and "She." This is her favorite line Too far from your heart
1: to kill you. Go play. <laughs> <laughs> I still like rubbing dirt on it better. Walk it off. <laughs> Walk it
0: off. Oh, my goodness. Right. So it's not, it's, listen, it's not a sign of love or not love if you're not showing compassion toward. A certain situation it's just, it is what it is. And, and so some people will come out with half truths. They'll start attacking and Colossians four, six says, this is how a Christian should respond. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt that you may know that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And guys, if we're answering with truth and it's not attacking, listen, that's grace and seasoned with salt. It is not hateful. It's sometimes it's just information and And if it's not in the way that somebody thinks that you should be responding, then it comes as hate. But there's another factor that I want to consider in whether uh, whether or not Christians are hateful, and that is what's the source of the accusation? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like who is the source? that the accusations are coming from because there's times where someone will say something, Hey, uh, I heard you did this, blah, blah, blah. Or you said this, blah, blah, blah. Or you feel this, blah, blah, blah. Well, who told you that? And then they'll say it and you're like, you can't believe
1: anything. They say, let, yeah. let Consider me help you. the source. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> if it's cons- coming from an angry person that attacks publicly, it's like, yeah, it might not be from the Holy spirit. Yes.
0: And so today is considered hateful to refuse to bow down to the religion of the day mm-hmm. or when the Western culture is, that is known as tolerance, mm-hmm. and if you're not in agreement with them or you're not tolerant, then you're hateful. So if you think your religion is it and you're not tolerant, tolerant of everything they believe, then we're hateful. And that's not true either. Mm. We just have a difference of opinion a difference of sight a difference of
1: perception mm-hmm. a difference of heart value if you're not part of our group think you hate us it's like no i don't hate you i don't hate you go
0: do what you want to do because uh, here's the thing ultimately I, i'm not going to
1: answer for that yeah you know in these moments of conflict like this i say hey look i love you and i think you want to love me we're have a little conflict here and i say here here's the bottom line I believe that God created heavens and earth, and one day we're going to meet him at the end of the road. He gave us his word, the Holy Bible. This book's going to be open, and I don't want you to be shocked by what you read. what's already here. My job, my calling is to live a life that would, uh, would cause you to, to think about your lifestyle, everything you say, everything you do, everything you believe, to confront you with the word of God, so that when that day comes when you stand before him you'll be ready Mm -hmm. that is the ultimate love if i'm offending you so here's
0: the funny thing uh uh, which obviously you you haven't gotten it yet because i was going to give it to you this week um for next week is uh how do we love our enemy what what does that look like yeah What does it look like to love
1: our enemy? I can't wait to talk about that that topic because that's that's part of our calling. That's a big deal for us who who try to to follow Jesus. Because we have to at that point we got to define two things love and enemy. Mm -hmm. One day I'm gonna stand before all of us who know Jesus, gonna stand Mm -hmm. before the Lord and give account of what we've done with truth. Jesus paid for our sin. He suffered the consequences of our sin, paid the penalty for our sins, will deliver us from the presence of sin, but we'll stand before him the judgment seat of Christ only for believers and God's going to bring up what did we do with the truth he gave us. Did we just say, we look at people, Oh, I don't want to offend them. And so I won't tell them that cause I'll hurt their feelings. And, and uh, you know, what I believe is politically incorrect. So I'll be silenced cause they'll think I'm really a really nice person. And one day they stand before God and they realize that we knew we called them ourselves our friends. We knew the truth, and, and we didn't, we didn't give them. it to them, and we didn't warn them. The Bible says if we don't warn them, their blood will be on our hands. Yeah. And oftentimes in this world today, when we do warn them, then we're accused of being hateful. Right. But but I'll live with that rather yes, than them I'm not am. knowing the truth and going to hell. Yeah. I, I want to confront people.
0: Yeah. They're going to go to hell on their own accord, not with me helping.
1: I'm willing to be called hateful if that's what it takes to get them to think biblically right. and to say, wait a minute. Duke, Duke is not a hateful person. If right. They they watch me day in and day out. See what I do the first hour in the morning. How I treat my right. wife. How I treat uh, our staff at our church. How I treat people. Uh, how, yeah, that's cause, that's because you're white supremacy, dude. Come yeah. on, quick twist. How that. I treat my black <laughs> friends. How I treat homosexuals. Right. Uh, for which of my evil, which which of my works do you condemn me? Right. And I know right. your life. Every time you go into a restaurant, you buy lunch for somebody besides ourselves. Every time I you you just you do that, and I say, well, what works works that Johnny does? For which one of those works do you condemn him? Right. I see the way you treat your wife, and uh, you make her feel like a million dollars. You build her up. I see how the way you re- treat your daughters. I see how you treat my children, and I see how you treat people, and you do things for them. And so people don't like the truth that we stand upon, and we'll, we'll confront them with. But I said, well, which what, for what work do you condemn Johnny for? For shoveling the snow for the neighbors that don't even know you, and 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 uh, making sure taking care of the needs of people, and with. So yeah, what what is it, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so but, we're called but, to that. We're but, called to have that pattern of good works, no matter what we're called. And the, and I, I love what you said. Uh, Johnny, we were a couple weeks ago. he bought lunch for a gal in a in a local subway and, and she totally freaked out because he he walked past her to the cash register and told the lady i 'll pay for her lunch and she didn 't know that. And so uh, she totally freaked out, and the lady yeah, said, yeah. Um, "The lady said, uh, well, he just bought your lunch. And she just said, you offended me. You frightened me. You made yeah, me feel yeah. uncomfortable. You owed me that because you made me uncomfortable. And, and I saw Johnny could have said, hey, another, okay, just buy your own lunch then. Uh, but you didn't. And I love what you said later. I did not want her bad behavior to dictate my behavior i want to be controlled by the holy spirit holy spirit prompted me to buy her lunch and so i followed him whether she responds to that with kindness or appreciation that's between her and god but between me and god i bought her lunch i'll sacrifice her i don't know who she is but she's a child made in the image of god and i respect that i want to be a blessing and Hopefully she doesn't choke on her food. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I didn't uh, want
0: her to choke on it, but a little green stuck up in her teeth. Have been
1: but leaving. what I loved, and this is huge, this is huge, Johnny. I and you and I and all Christians, we do not want to be controlled by the hate mongers, and they're accusing us of being the hate mongers because we stand on uh, the ancient Judeo moral uh, Christian values on marriage on sexuality. Um, yeah, on, on I, truth. I, I refuse to allow someone's
0: ungodliness to dictate my godliness. Yeah, that's huge. We got to pass that test, refuse it. You know, when we talk about talking to people and Christians gently point out the definitions that God has given or what the the instructions that God has given, uh, it is amazing how we are instantly labeled unloving, phobic or hateful. And it, so it doesn't matter how you put it out, whether it's aggressive or gentle, if it's not in agreement, it's not accepted. So my thing is, man, look, just with the love of God, speak truth and move on. And so, and
1: I want, I want God to look at me and say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Mm-hmm. And what other people think about our political correctness or how we present truth is going to be nothing in that day. It's immaterial,
0: immaterial. So uh, Christians who disagree with the current redefinition of morality, and it has been redefined, man, that's a huge point, Johnny. They are. For, for the redefinition of morality and reality, uh,
1: yeah, not just morality, reality. reality. I never thought of that.
0: Those Christians are marginalized in the media, in the public in groups in settings. It is horrible. And, and I put this down. Tolerance is quite intolerant of anything that it considers intolerant, but adherents don't seem to catch the irony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tolerance is quite intolerant of anything that it considers intolerant,
1: but adherents don't seem to catch the irony. Yeah, it's like uh, people absolutely reject absolute truth. They absolutely reject absolute truth. The insanity. The uh, irony of that. And... um, but isn't it great to be on the winning team? It is. Isn't it great to know there is truth? Yeah. And everything's not just relative yeah. and how do you feel? So nothing to get hung about. Are you ready? <laughs> 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 Strawberry feels
0: Are you ready for this one? Uh, I'm ready. If the accusation that Christians are hateful is coming from those who have set themselves against God mm-hmm. and His right to define truth, we need to recognize that those same people also consider God to be hateful. They do. Because his standards will not bend to their sensitivities. John 15:18 through23. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him, the Father, who sent me, Jesus. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my Father also.
1: Yeah. Christ coming to live inside of us to be fully Christ presenting powerful, himself man. to our world, presenting himself to yeah. our world, which he said in the last days would be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. Cha-ching. That's, that's here. Uh, they're going to hate him. They hated him first and they hate us because
0: we stand what he stood yeah. for. And that's why they hated him because he stood for the word of God. He stood for the father in heaven, the God of heaven, the God of creation. And he, Literally, if you hate the things that Christians
1: say when they're quoting Scripture, you hate God. Shouldn't we wear that as a badge of honor? Disciples were beaten. We haven't been beaten yet. But when they were beaten, they went on their way rejoicing counted a privilege and did it again for his name's sake. And did did they they, shut up? No, no. right back to the, shall we listen to our man or God? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get on that side of things and and it's not us. It's not me against them. And I'm not trying to win the argument. I I don't, I don't care to win any argument. I just want to stand with a loving heart on the, on the word of God and confront people with truth I want to love the best way that they can understand, but they're, they're probably not going to yeah. understand. But I'm not going to back off. I'm a watchman on the wall. I need to warn people we can't of the back judgment off. that comes. Yeah. It's not love. It's hate.
0: It, so what if Paul Revere would have just said, "Dagum, here come a bunch of red coats. Let's see how these boys handle it. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. And
1: never moved. I'm not going to warn anybody because there's a lot of idiots over there among the Patriots. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not going to have anything to do with them. Yeah, yeah. just let let the country burn. Let,
0: let me tell you what Paul Revere said. The British are coming. The <laughs> British are coming. Listen, yeah. he was calling them to arms to protect themselves to protect their families. It wasn't there was no personal issue anywhere. It was all about protecting the country. Yeah, see, something supersede be, everything. Yeah
1: jesus is coming that supersedes everything everything our politics will mean nothing when jesus comes uh our views on morality will mean nothing when we stand before him we'll give account of the things we've done in our body he's the ultimate judge he's the one calling the shots and we just want people to be ready well so here's the thing guys i'm gonna say this
0: and now we're to the point where uh i'm the apologist i'm proud of you johnny and (laughs) i'm <laughs> From the prophet to the apologist.
1: Is right.
0: I need you to hear some things. I need you to hear that I stand where I stand, not because I hate anyone, but because I love God. Amen. I share the gospel, not because I hate anyone, but because I love God and God's called me to love people. And here's the thing: if I'm wrong, if you're wrong, if we are wrong, Duke. Yeah, show me. Well, here's the other thing: nobody lost anything. Listen, wow. listen. Nobody's lost a thing. The homosexual hasn't lost anything. The the adulterer, the drunkard, the the reveler. Listen, it's all immaterial. But if we're right, yeah. Then those that we didn't tell legitimately loses everything.
1: And their blood's on our hand.
0: And their blood's on our hand. I just want you to know that I don't hate anyone. I'll actually love you enough to tell you the truth, realizing that I may be hated for it. Rejected, dejected, and have to stand alone, me and Jesus and my buddy Duke. I'm, I'm okay with that, knowing that you know the truth. So here's some truths that I'm going to share with you And I'm going to share why I stand on these truths. And it has nothing to do with hating someone. It's got everything to do with if I love my God, I have to stand with him. And if I don't stand with him,
1: I surely don't love him. And the people that he died for need to be warned. That's part of our calling. The bridge is out. The bridge is out. What they call hate in
0: reality is love. So here's why I stand where I stand. Refusing to ordain an unrepentant homosexual is not hateful. It's scriptural. First Timothy one, nine through 11, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and the insubordinate for the ungodly and for sinners for the unholy and profane for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers for manslayers for fornicators for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers. And if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, that being the word of God, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. I have to stand on the word of God because it was committed to my trust. And we'll be held accountable one day. We will have to give an answer to God for everything we did and everything we did not do. Mm -hmm. I want you to see in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. See, if I love God, I have to believe this. And since I love God and I believe this, I have to stand with this truth. I'm not picking on homosexuals. Did you not notice fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, extortioners? Listen, there's a whole bunch in there. But if I love God, I got to stand with God.
1: We, we didn't set these standards. He did.
0: And, and, and when people say that they love Jesus, but they deny this, they don't love Jesus mm-hmm. yep. because they don't love his word. If we look in Jude 1 7 as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That strange flesh flesh literally means man with a man woman with a woman. And so when people say, oh, no, God didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of homosexuality, it's because they were hateful. No, we see right here, Jude said it was because of homosexuality. And so I can't ordain and I can't allow a homosexual to be on staff at my church if I believe the word of God and if I love God. I have to draw the line. See, this isn't personal.
1: Simplicity. There's a category of about six or eight sins. They come to faith in Christ. They repent of that sin. Now they can be on their they Exactly. It's not where you were. It's where you are. It's where you are. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then if you are, uh, uh, if you are being righteous and then you cross over and go the other way, then you got to be fired. And it's, listen, it's not even a personal thing. This is a God thing. And I tell people all the time, I'd rather you leave mad than God leave mad. When it comes to calling abortion murder of the innocent, it's not hateful, it's true. Ezekiel 23:37. For they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols and even sacrificed their sons who they bore to me, passing them through the fire to devour them. Psalm 106:38. And shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with the blood. We see here in Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as
1: yet there were none of them. That word substance is the Hebrew word from which we get the English word embryo. You know, the very DNA God had his hand in that, forming us in his image but giving us those different personalities those different gifts those it's all he has his hand in it and to to recognize that is is holiness and to defy that is evil
0: yeah and and that's why we're not calling those who have an abortion uh, we're not being hateful if we say someone's had an abortion it's that's not god's plan and god says you don't sacrifice innocent life and we read, we just read innocent life is in the womb. I mean, it starts in the womb. It starts in the womb. And so uh, guys, it's not hateful. If we love God, we have to stand with God. And if we stand against God, we don't love God. And so again, I want you to know this isn't about hate. This truly is about love. Standing for the truth that gender is defined by God and cannot be redefined by man is not hateful. It is reality. Genesis 127. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Pretty simple, isn't it? There's nothing else. And it's not hateful to say that it's male and female and only male and female. It is for the love of God that we stand. Mm -hmm. And if I stand with man, I hate God.
1: The, the, The sweetness of all that is when we bow to those truths, you know, God gave me a beautiful woman, a wonderful wife, three beautiful kids, and eight fabulous grandkids and one in heaven. You can't beat God's plan, God's pattern for the family, God's can't. pattern for society. And when a society and a family uh, violates the word of God, then it turns into the world that we live in now. So here's a couple more things that's not hateful.
0: But to the world, it looks like hate. That's what they call it. Refusing to give the sexually immoral a position in the church is not hateful it is scriptural i want you to see here first corinthians 5 9 through 13 paul writes to the church of corinth i wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people this is where people get hurt man but if we're going to follow god we got to follow god because that's who we're going to ultimately answer to I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother, that's a Christian, who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. If you are not allowed in the church as a Christian practicing these lifestyles, and as a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian and you're practicing these lifestyles, and and that's the key, you're practicing them. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, throw them out of the church because a little yeast leavens the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. If someone named a brother, a Christian that says, I love Jesus as my Lord and Savior, is to be kicked out of God's house to keep God's house holy, how in the world can we allow unholy people who are practicing these sins to come in and participate in the church?
1: Change of life required.
0: It is absolutely required. And guys, listen, this is not hate. This is do I love God enough
1: to practice his word? If you love me, keep my commandments. This is, this is so simple a fourth fifth grader could understand this but it's so complicated because we care so much about what I people know. think more than what god says
0: yeah so i had a i had someone come up to me one time and they're like hey pastor pray for me because i i really want to stop and pick up some stuff that i shouldn't have and um and pray for me that i don't and i said hey if i follow you home will you stop and pick that up and they're like oh no and I go, why? You're afraid I would see you? Absolutely. But you're not afraid God sees you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's a spiritual problem. And so that's the reality of that. Guys, this isn't hate. This is scripture. And if I love God, I have to follow scripture. And so that takes me to my last point. It is not hateful to choose God over people. It is not hateful to choose God over people. It is scriptural. John 14, 15. If you love me, you you just said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then there's a, there's a, um, there's a sweet morsel in that for us. And I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. It won't leave us or forsake us. Mm-hmm. And do you realize we Christians, we don't separate the world and the church. God does right here. If you love me, keep my commandments. This is Jesus speaking. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That's the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. See, God divides, not, not us. But if we love God, we have to stand with him. And it looks divisive sometimes just because we're not standing with someone else. And let's face it. We always look for someone that gives us approval. And when they don't give us approval, we don't like them too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, God feels the same way. And so I'm going to give God approval because I'm standing with him
1: because I don't want him to not like me too much. Paul was speaking to the Galatian church, and in, in, in writing, and he said, "For whom do I yet please? If I yet pleased man, I would not be a servant of Christ." They were like, "Paul, you're negative. Paul, you know, you just come here and point out what, everything that's wrong in the church." Well, that's part of correction. You know, if I love my and children, instruction, and yeah, if I love my children, I correct them. If I love my children, I instruct them. If I love my children, I I give them uh, a I make them accountable all these principles, and that's exactly how our Heavenly Father does with us. And we're living in a world where Satan is the prince in power there. We're living in a world uh, where his values are reflected in political correctness. Right. Right. And we're living in those last days. And all who will have godly in Christ Jesus shall be persecuted. persecuted. And the persecution is here. And We need, as like never before in the church age, never before in the American church. So really embrace this. This is, yeah. this is a huge yeah. lesson. This is in our face every day. We walk out of that church. We walk away from our morning quiet time to walk out into a hostile world that hates the Christ that we're trying to live for.
0: It really does. And I'm going to tell you, Duke, it doesn't hurt me like it hurts my feelings uh, because I'm pretty abrasive myself. And, so, uh, and I'm the guy that can dish it out and take it. What really bothers me though, the full on attack of my character and my integrity, because you don't even know me and you're going to attack me and call me hateful and like, like that, like, how can you, how can you call people all these names just because I simply disagree, but if I say I disagree, I'm the one that's the hateful. (laughs) I mean, it just, dude, the, 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 I can't even, sometimes I can't even comprehend the process of, of thought in that, but Jesus says this. And, and so my, my statement is it is not hateful to choose God over people. First John two, three through five. Now, by this, we know that we know him, Jesus, if we keep his commandments, he who says, I know him, Jesus, and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Duke, if people say, Oh, I'm a Christian, but I stand with the homosexual. That means you stand against God. You can't be, listen, you can't stand for God and stand for the world. You, you, you got to choose. And if you stand for the world and say, you love God, the Bible says you are a liar. I got to stand for God because I'm not a liar.
1: You know, prophetically, Paul wrote to Timothy, the young preacher, saying the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they will uh, heap unto themselves teachers having itching, itching ears. ears, make us feel good. Oh, oh I listened to that guy on TV. He made me feel so good. You know, yeah. every day is Friday. And he had a really nice smile. Yeah, his suit was nice. His, his teeth wife perfect. pretty, perfect <laughs> teeth. You know, he said, send me money, and then God will send me money. And Or how and, about know, the s- old
0: dude that says, I need a new plane, and <laughs> if you don't send me money for a new plane, you ain't right with Jesus.
1: And so <laughs> it's our calling. What an honor. You just have to kind of tune all that out. Look to Jesus. Look at the author and finisher of our faith, Yeah, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. This is part of our cross to endure this uh, false accusations of the last days to be called hate mongers. In reality, God knows we're love mongers.
0: Well, how about this? It goes on. If you don't keep His Jesus' commandments, they're a liar. The truth is not in them. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him, if you keep the word of God, the Bible, then that's how people know that you are Christ. But then it goes on in the verse six, he who says he abides in him, Jesus ought himself also to walk just as Jesus walked.
1: Yep. And they nailed him to a cross and they do the same to us when opportunity arises. But hey, we're on the winning team. I know. Second Corinthians five
0: fourteen and 15. And this goes, remember, it's not hateful to choose God over people. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him, Jesus, who died for them and rose again. Guys, we're called to live for Christ and like Christ. This little light
1: of mine, let it shine. How long? Let it shine till Jesus comes. You lose a point, John. Let it shine till Jesus comes. Don't let Satan put it out. I'm going to let it shine. I need to carry the load till he gets his composure. Back I, went, wrap this I went brain, up. brain you dead. You did. It was a beautiful thing. I enjoyed every <laughs> second of it. Special moment for me. Oh, my god You got goodness. a great rap here, John. This is powerful. Are you ready? So... Each one of us, guys, and, and I'm
0: telling you, Duke, this is as real as it gets right yeah, here. Yeah, it's, a, it's for this moment. Each one of us have a decision to make. And with that decision, we live or we die. I told my children, we live or we die by every decision we make. And so we have to be real careful. Mm-hmm. Joshua twenty four fourteen and 15 says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods, little G, which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, those who have told me, I want no part of the God that you serve, Mm -hmm. which is the God of the Bible, the way that I'm reading, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose this day or choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods, little g, which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we We will will serve serve the the Lord. Lord. It's not hate. It's love. And you may not agree, you may not like that I agree with God, and you may not like that I disagree with you, but it's not hate. True Christians, and I emphasize the word true, true Christians are not hateful. We are impassioned to serve Christ. We do not hate others. We love God. Powerful. Say that again, John. We do not hate others. We love God. We're impassioned to serve God. Christ.
1: Amen. Unfortunately, it looks like hate. I love that. We do not hate others. We love God.
0: God. Guys, if this has helped you, please like, share, subscribe, follow, share it with somebody that, you know, understand this isn't a love, hate relationship with the world. The way you see it. it is a love relationship with our God. And we have to be faithful to him. And I'm not asking you to be unfaithful to your God. And so please stop expecting us to be unfaithful to ours. Hey, guys, until next week, God bless.